What's going on, Blurred Nation? Your boy Kendrick Ray, the Dreadlock Blurred, is back. It's been a minute since I sat in front of the camera with you guys. Um, if you guys have been following me on all my social medias, you know how busy I've been. But since I had an impromptu free day, I figured, well, good time to actually stream again. So, those of you who are joining me, thanks for coming in. Hopefully, you stay for a while. I don't know how long I'm going to be on this live stream, but I promise I'll try not to bore you. Um, of course, all my social medias are in the description box, so I don't need to really get into that right now. Um, other than that, I felt like jumping on here. This is a subject that actually sprung to mind over the early in the week. Actually, I'd say probably started from last week, but um, definitely something I wanted to address. And normally I don't address things like this, but I felt I need to. Um, you, If you've been following me on YouTube, or if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, or if you're a part of any of my other social medias, um, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, which I barely use, you know how a creative, per creative person that I am. Um, one of the reasons why I jumped into YouTube because I wanted to express my creativity through a medium that didn't require so much really, I guess, monetary backing, so to speak. You know, as long as you got a camera and a computer and internet, you're pretty much good to go on YouTube. It wasn't until a few years later that I was able to like really try to, well, at least start to make the transition into film. I had linked up with a couple of people who, um, very cool people, by the way. I linked up with a couple of people who were a part of you know the film industry not real top tier but they themselves like me were trying to make it in so you know i made a few friends and some of them still friends with them to this day the reason why i decided to talk about this subject in particular is not only what happened to me within the past couple of days here on youtube but just in general what i've been witnessing since the pandemic, I mean, I started noticing this before the pandemic, but the pandemic really opened my eyes to just how critical and how judgmental people can be about things that they really know nothing about. <laughs> so that's what sparked me to talk about the subject of criticism versus judgment, versus just versus overall trolling. Because a lot of us who have a creative mindset have seen our fair share of these things, whether it be criticism, even if it's in the under the guise of constructive criticism, judgment, which is where people are just saying their piece on a thing that they really have no understanding of, or just overall chilling, trolling, just saying shit just to be an asshole. Um, years ago, uh, back in 2017, I put out a self-made trailer for a fan film that I was going to be making called Equilibrium Balanced. Um, I'm not going to share it here. If you're following me on, if you're subscribed to my YouTube channel, then you can definitely find it. It's literally dated back from 2017. It is not the polished, most polished thing I've ever done. I gathered a few of the actor friends that I made friends with. Um, I started working on a project. I wrote the thing out. Um, I was looking to like I casted, I casted all the roles that I, you know, created. I was looking to shoot the whole thing, but 
things kind of didn't work out that way. And really, I was doing this because of an event called the Urban Action Showcase, which is just a highlight of creatives who really enjoy making films centered around martial arts, fighting, sci-fi, fantasy, all that stuff. It's usually held in New York every year. It hasn't been since, you know, Big Bovid came around. But it's, uh, to me, is a pretty nice outlet for people who want to showcase their creative side as far as like action and fantasy is concerned. I've met a great deal of people there. I've met Donna Dragon Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, Hakeem the Machine, Alston, Timok from The Last Dragon. He's usually there every year. Michael Jai White, that is actually the first place where I actually met Michael Jai White. Um, he's he was and he's a frequent visitor of the Urban Action Showcase. So, needless to say, the Urban Action Showcase is a pretty solid venue for you to attend if you're into the action, sci-fi, fantasy, fighting, martial arts, film, or TV genre. They pull out a challenge. I guess the best way to put it would be a challenge, a challenge, and they do it every year. They do it again. They put out a challenge to crew. Centered around whatever film that they decide to honor that year. 2017 was the year they decided to honor the cult classic Equilibrium. Equilibrium is a movie that I've loved since I first saw it back in 2003. That's the first time I saw that movie. Now, you gotta remember Equilibrium is a movie that was, you know, criticized for being another Matrix-like movie. And there was a lot of movies that came out around the time that kind of got that same moniker as being something more related to The Matrix because at the time, The Matrix was the most prolific action sci-fi fantasy movie that was out there. And it still is. But Equilibrium was a movie that set itself aside from what The Matrix was. While The Matrix focused more on cyberpunk, tech, you know, wire kung fu, things like that. Equilibrium was a dystopian future you know, Orwellian, 1984, Fahrenheit 451 type of movie. It just so happened to star Christian Bale in it. And trust me, I used to see the movie in the movie, I used to see the movie DVD in movie stores. FYE was the one that I frequented the most. I used to see it and I used to say to myself, there's no way this movie can be better than The Matrix. You know, and at the time, I wasn't, I mean, I was a Christian Bale fan but I wasn't as big of a fan as I was going to be. Not only from after watching that movie, but then after seeing him in Batman Begins. Because I think it was around this time that it was announced that Christian Bale would be playing the new Batman. And by that point, I was kind of Batman out after Batman and Robin. So one day, while at school, I was in college at the time, I saw them playing the movie Equilibrium in the student lounge. And it was the ending scene. It was the ending fight scene where he's fighting um, Vice Counsel Dupont. I'm sitting here watching this movie and I'm like, holy crap, this movie is balls to the walls interesting. So like I'd say around the time of my birthday, which is February, I the first thing I did was go, went out and bought the movie and I watched the whole thing. And I was like, oh my God, this movie is awesome. I say all that to say that that because the Urban National Kids was going to be honoring and celebrating, I believe it was like maybe like the 15th, 15th anniversary of Equilibrium. You know, there were, I guess one of the challenges was that people 
as their way of honoring the movie, create a movie version of their movie version of Equilibrium of their own. You know, one of the other people who's a martial artist that I know created a movie called Equilibrium Legacy. I don't know if it's any, up on any streaming services. I haven't been able to watch it yet, but around this time, this is when I decided that, like, yes, acting is cool, but let me try my hand at writing. Um, the script is not up anywhere. Um, it won't be up until after I've officially made the actual movie. Once I make it, then, you know, I'll put the script out there for everyone to read, but essentially I will a pseudo sequel to Equilibrium. You know, I've always felt like if they were ever going to make a sequel to Equilibrium, this is how it would go. It was very short. It was literally like 20, 25 pages. It wasn't that long. And to me, I mean, I can, and of course I can say this, I thought the story was pretty solid. In fact, everyone who read it that got casted for it thought it was pretty solid too. That's why they signed on to be a part of it. Now, unfortunately, schedulings kind of con conflicted with a lot of people and I was kind of under the gun. You know, I didn't get the right equipment that I needed to film the trailer, you know, which is what was needed for, well, actually they would have preferred an entire film for to enter the showcase, but since I didn't have a lot of time, I figured the next thing for me to do would be to film a teaser trailer and just work on it later on and release it like the following year. So, desperate times called for desperate measures. I took my phone, I took the two leads in the movie, and I filmed a short trailer in my dojo. I filmed the trailer in my dojo. I tried to light it as best as I could, you know, and that's pretty much the beginning and end of it. You know, like I said, it is not the most polished thing in the world. You can find it on my YouTube channel. It has more dislikes than it does likes, which is to be expected. But what is what was really interesting to me was the one comment that came from, and there wasn't that many comments. Like there really wasn't any comments on this thing up until about eleven months ago. Um, and I can. Like those of you who are listening on your podcast streaming services, I'll read it out to you. But for those of you who are watching, then you'll get an idea of what I'm talking about. I am not going to read the names. If you're watching here on YouTube, then you can definitely see it. And if you actually go to the video, you'll see, you can see it right there. The comment says, okay, how did you get this hot garbage on IMDb? I actually got my hopes up. There was a real sequel for a second. You should be ashamed. Now... Before I continue, I just want to say this. As a person who used to live religiously by IMDB when I was younger, I can understand his frustration. But as I've gotten older, and as, you know, websites and technology have gotten more advanced, it is very easy to know if something official is going to be coming out. Which is why it kills me when I hear people talking about, we got this covered, or comic, cosmic book news, read stories from those two news sources. And those two news sources are highly discreditable. Highly discreditable. I've done videos about We Got This Covered and Cosmic Book News. I've done videos about them. The fact that st people still make videos based on those two sources boggles my mind. I don't understand how you can make make videos based on those two sources where they're not credible. They might get lucky like maybe once in a blue moon with a news with a news story 
that is legit. But other than that, everything they usually pretty much say is discreditable. It's it's not worth it. You're better off going to someplace else, which is usually what I do. If I don't hear from comicbook.com or Screen Rant or something like that, something a little bit or you know something a little bit more, you know, credible, I'm not going to report on it. I, I usually don't. I'm not going to report on it unless it's from someplace credible. And I say all that to say that it's very easy to post up anything on IMDb. I'm not on IMDb as much anymore, even though I have an account with them. I'm not up on IMDb as much as I used to be back when I was younger. So it can be very easy to post up a story. However, as far as an actual movie is concerned, you have to have an account to post up a movie, whether it's a movie that you were a part of, that you've written, that you acted in, that you directed. You have to have an IMDb Pro account to do that. Now, I pay for an IMDb Pro account. I still use it, even though I'm not on it as much. I still use it. So, the fact is, it was submitted, it was filmed, and it got posted up. I never said that this was a... I never said this was an actual sequel. Now, my reply was that, now after he told me that I should be ashamed, I said that I am ashamed. I am ashamed that people aren't doing research to find out if something is actually being made as opposed to stumbling onto a random YouTube video hoping to be some sort of legitimate announcement. Now, again, you gotta remember, I wrote that comment 11 months ago. But even so, the fact of the matter is that as much internet as we've gotten over the years that we still cannot do the proper research to find out if something is legit or not you know i literally said this is a fan film most fan films will say they are fan films if they don't say they're fan films they're trying to trick you but if they do say fan films you know exactly what that is if you read the description box of what i posted up it says it's a fan film Reading is funky mental, ladies and gentlemen. This reply comes from five days ago. It's from a, I'm, again, I'm not going to read the name. And this person says, Dreadlock blurred, but like you sidestepped the whole point he made. You're the one who made the IMDb. So obviously this would be the next step in researching. Okay, dude, you're a troll. At least own your BS. You should definitely take the IMDb, the IMDb down if you have such a problem with people stumbling across your video. The only reason that happens is because you created a BS IMDb and even more BS short. Enough said. Now, this is of course again the topic of people talking about things that they know nothing about. Because, like I said, if you had done your research, then you know that IMDb is the least of the problems. There's a lot of shorts that come, there's a lot of shorts that show up on here that have IMDb credit on it. IMDb is exactly what it is. It is credit. It is credit to the people who made the film, people who starred in the film, people who wrote the film. IMDb is for credit. Yes, they do post up announcements, but IMDb is mainly made to to give people the credit for the work that they've done. That's what IMDb is for. I made the IMDb to give credit to the people that were a part of that project. Every single one, even if the project has not been made, those people are still going to get credit for it for putting the work into that. Like I said, this is not the most polished thing I've ever done. But it's something that a lot of us were proud of being a part of. That's why I went up. There's a lot of things. There's actually a couple of things I have about IMDb now that haven't been filmed yet. But 
once it's filming and then it is out, those people will get the credit for it. Whether it's good or whether it's bad. And trust me, I know a lot of people that make good movies. I know a few people that make some bad movies, but people still get the credit for it because it is the work that they have done. This comment right here just shows your lack of understanding of how things are done within the backs back within the back doors or in the background of content creation. Nobody appreciates what happens in the background. They only focus on what's in front of them. And not to say that they have to. The fact of the matter is that if you took the time to at least take getting a little bit of understanding of what happens behind the scenes, you would appreciate it more. Which is why I love watching behind the scenes stuff on movies. That's why I've always been a proponent of buying the DVD so I can get all the behind the scenes stuff. Nowadays, you can get it on YouTube, which is fine. But I like seeing how things were put into mode, how things were made, and it gives me a better, greater appreciation for the things that I watch. I, of course, just give the laughing emoji, and that was pretty much it. And this person, who I will essentially say comes to my rescue, says he tags two of the comments. He says, 10K subscribers says, who the F cares? Oh, I'm going to just say, who the fuck cares what either of you attention-seeking trolls think? 10K subscriber says he has the balls to go forth and actually film something. 10K subscribers ask, if you can do something better, we're waiting. You have a right to your opinions, true. I have a right to say, say, build a following and maybe, maybe your opinions would actually matter. And this is something I've come to realize over the years as well. For us who work behind the scenes doing these things, and you've probably heard a number of people say this, not here, maybe here on YouTube, on Twitch, whatever, you know, streaming or entertainment platform that you subscribe to. You've probably heard a number of people say like, listen, everything that we put out isn't always going to be gold. But the fact is that we are putting it out. There's a lot of people who like to sit behind a keyboard, they call them the keyboard warriors, and like to talk a lot of shit but that don't have the balls to actually produce something on their own. And that says a lot. That says a whole lot. And I'm not one to demean anybody, but it really is one of those things like, until you can show me that you can do something either equally good, better, or even something bad, the fact that you have the balls to actually do it, do it. But if not, your opinion doesn't really matter. I, of course, gave him the clap response because those are my thoughts exactly. Um, one, yeah, the first comment to Gabs, he's not going to fuck you and let's see you do better will always be what shithead fanboys use to finish law creators. So thanks for proving my point. You actually just proved his point by saying that let's see you do better is what fanboys say. There's a lot of people that say that. It might be a fanboy thing to say, but it's a fanboy truth. It's just a truth in general. You know, you can criticize a content creator all you want, but until you can prove that you can do something better, then your points are invalid. What's the what's the old saying that the proof is in the pudding? If you can't if you can't write, if you can't draw, if you can't um what's the word I want to use for you? If you can't orchestrate what the heck is that if you can orchestrate if you can't do anything con if you can't do anything content creative related and not be ready to accept some of the 
criticisms or praises that you're going to get, then you're just a keyboard where you're just sitting there not, you know, doing anything. And the person like my, I guess I could say my partner in crime responds by saying, yeah, and filling up your channel with other people's shit is really creative. I can go all day. He's hitting him with some Tony Stark stuff. And trust me, there's a lot of YouTubers who are on here that really don't have their own content up here. They just have other people's stuff. It's a dime a dozen. This is what YouTube is. It is what it is. Like, so that person responds by saying, like, hey, dipshit, filling up your channel with other people's shit is really what you're defending. That's not necessarily true. And this kind of goes back to the argument of, you know, people who do reaction videos. I was one of those people. I did reaction videos early in my YouTube career. I don't do them so much anymore because, quite frankly, I don't have the time. It just doesn't do anything for me anymore. I know a lot of people that still do. I have friends that still do reaction videos. You know, they've switched over to just doing reaction videos to just regular YouTube videos to doing reaction videos to movies and TV shows and things like that. But... You know, the fact of the matter is that if there's a market for it out there, they're going to still do it. It is what it is. And then the last comment, of course, is like, this person agrees with the other first comment saying, like, I bet the guy defending him is the same guy under a different account. He already trolls and lies, so why would not put that past anything, put that, put anything past him? Now, of course, let me just let you know right now, I don't either have the time or headspace to create a whole separate account just to troll people. Trolling is not what I do. Trolling is a waste of time. Trolling is what people do that really have nothing else to offer to themselves or to the outside world so they feel like hating on somebody else. And this, of course, is why I decided to talk about the subject of criticism versus judgment versus trolling. Now, in today's world, like I said earlier, it's very apparent Sorry about that, people. You know, it's very apparent that people are very quick to throw criticism around. They're pretty quick to say something about this, say something about that, without even so much as asking questions. Asking where did you? Asking the person or the people behind something, how did you come up with this concept? How long did it take you to put this thing together? What were some of the pitfalls or mistakes that you made that you had to go through in order to get to this point in your life, point in your in your career? It's very easy to just say like, oh, that's shitty. Oh, that sucks. Oh, 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 blah, 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 blah. It, it's very easy to say that because it takes no effort to do that. It takes very minimal effort to criticize something that you know nothing about. Just like how it's very easy to pass judgment on something that you know nothing about. You know, we're so, we live in a world where people are so quick to judge whether something is good or bad, or whether this person is a good person or not, or whether this thing is, okay, this thing is going out here. I don't know what is going on, but we're going to close that window now. That, that, that's, how, that's what we're going to do. It's very, it's very easy to pass judgment on something that you have no involvement in, that you know nothing of. People do it every day. People do it every single day. We judge we judge a person who has maybe X amount of kids, but we're not taking the time to figure out how their person is in that situation. You know, you can't judge at face value. That's not how that works. You can only it's just like judges. Judges in the courtroom. 
They can only make a judgment. They can only make a final judgment after hearing all the facts. That's how that's how that job is supposed to work. You can only pass judgment on something if you know all the facts and details of how that thing came about. If you cannot, if you don't know everything about that subject or that situation, then you can't make a judgment call on it. And even if it comes to a point where it's a conflict of your interest, if you know someone involved in a certain thing and you know them on a personal level, it's like judges have to recuse themselves because it's like, nope, I can't judge because there's a bias there. I know this person. I have to recuse myself in this case because I know this person. So it has to take someone who is unbiased within a given situation to pass judgment. We can be critical. I mean, and even to the point where we're talking about constructive criticism. Now, constructive criticism is something that some people can take and some people can leave. You know, constructive criticism comes from a point where, or even comes from the mind of a person who's probably did something like that before. Like I said before, you know, I've been in the martial arts since I was 11. I've been in the martial arts for over 25 years. There's only certain things I can criticize to a certain degree. I can criticize a lot of what happens in my dojo because I've been there long enough. I know how things are supposed to look. I know how things are supposed to be done. Now, while there are people that are going to be there that are going to do things differently than what I do, the only thing I can criticize is the end result. Or the only thing I can critique, rather, is how certain things are done and how it's supposed to look aesthetically. Because that's how I approach martial arts. I approach martial arts from an aesthetic viewpoint. I know how things are supposed to look. And because I know how things are supposed to look, I understand how things are supposed to be executed. It's the same thing with writing. Now, I'm a, still a pretty green writer. I should say, I'm still pretty green in that regard. But I know up at a certain point how, or at least how I feel dialogue should go. Like, I've read some pretty... I read some pretty interesting scripts. I've actually even worked on some pretty interesting movies where the scripts weren't all that great. What the heck is this about? All this extra stuff. What's all this about? I've worked on some movies where the script can use a lot of polishing. Like a great deal of polishing. But I'm kind of new to this thing myself. You know, the only, the only constructive criticism that I can probably voice is maybe having somebody else looking over which is pretty much what i do you know when i read something i have somebody else look over to see if i made grammatical errors something doesn't make sense that's what i do you know i like to think that i'm a pretty solid writer but even so a lot of what i write may not always come out the right way it's even to the point right now where i am actually writing for somebody else i'm writing script for somebody else right now you know so far, he likes what I'm doing. And any time he feels like making any changes, he lets me know. I have no problem adding those in. That is instructive criticism. That's how that works. You know, when, you offer, when you're offering something, when you're offering a way for somebody to do something better, that is constructive criticism. Criticism for the sake of saying you don't like something, but you don't know how to fix it, doesn't help. And that's what that whole exchange was. That was people making criticisms about something that they don't really know anything about and not offering any way to help. 
Now, I get it. It's the internet. That's kind of not what the internet is for these days. But I guarantee you, there'd be a lot more creatives that would be more, you know, forthcoming with their work and letting it be other people on the outside in the process if people approach that way. Why is it not barking? Whatever. You know, when you're just judging something just based on first glance. And we all do it. You know, I watch a lot of movie reviews here on YouTube. And it's always a mixed bag. I've seen people who judge a movie, you know, based on how they feel a certain things can go. We've seen it, we've been seeing it for years with the MCU. People judge these movies based on how they feel it should have gone. Whether they've read the comic books or not. I've reached a point in my content viewing that I can't make a judgment on something purely based on how I feel it should have gone. The only thing I can judge it on is how it would, how, well, how it made me feel at the end. You know, people were losing their minds over the ending of Final Fantasy VII Remake. You know, to me, I thought it was pretty good. I, I actually liked the direction that Final Fantasy VII Remake is going. You know, um, people, you know, people had their judgments on The Last Jedi. I thought it was a pretty interesting route that they went in what they did with Luke Skywalker and Rey and Ben Solo. That was an interesting turn. Do I still think they fucked up with Finn? Absolutely. Disney definitely fucked up with Finn, but that's a story for another time. You know, it's it's very it's it's, it's the simplest thing to judge something based on what we feel it should be, which is not always how things should go. I've 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 come under a great deal of scrutiny for some so for some of the ways how I teach in a karate school. You know. Over the years, the way I've teach has changed a great deal, but even how certain things should be done. And my all my one question is is if you feel like it should be done this way, why don't you come and show them? Why don't you come and teach a class and show them how it's done? Certain things are done for certain certain things are done in a certain way by certain people because they understand how it works. Filmmakers stick to a genre because that's where they feel comfortable in. Musicians stay within a certain genre because that's what they feel comfortable in. People are going to do what they feels comfortable to them. They'll probably venture outside of their comfort zone to do something different. And there's a 50-50 chance that it's going to work or not. But they won't know for sure until they do that. And those who are brave enough to do that, you know, they learn. This worked or this didn't work. It is what it is, but at least they try. When you start going into trolling territory, just being an asshole for the sake of being an asshole and pissing somebody off, that's the ultimate negative. That is the ultimate. Now, it's very easy for criticism and judgment to cross into the realm of trolling, but oftentimes trolling is just people's need to be annoying, to be What's the best way to what's the best way to put this? To be careless with their words. That's what trolling is. Trolling is just being careless with, with your with your words and your actions. And just to make people 
feel a certain type of way or just to get rile them up into a mode where they, they lose all sense of control of themselves. And there's a lot of that too, you know, with certain music genres, certain artists, certain video games, certain movies, certain TV shows, you know, I'm, there might be something that I might not like, but I'm not going to go on a way to troll other people into, you know, losing their shit about it, you know. Just recently, I kind of dealt with that. I felt with someone who was just trolling just to troll. And then it's like, I could get into this. I could go down this rabbit hole with you, but I don't really need to. Because at the end of the day, I know where my mindset is going to go. I know where your mindset already is. And at this point... It doesn't make any sense for me to get wild up by stupid shit that you say. And that's really the attitude that you've got to approach when you're dealing with trolls. you got to approach it in a mindset that was like, I don't need to go down this trail with you. You can go on down this only trail by yourself. I mean, yeah, you're going to probably find other trolls that are like you. But essentially, you two are going to end up trying to troll each other. And nobody wants to see that. I mean, some people might want to see that. I don't really know. But me, personally, I don't necessarily need to see that. You know, you guys can wallow in your own despair if you want to. But me, I'm going to look look at something and try to critique it based on where the story is trying to go. Or where the song is trying to go. Or where the, wherever the content is trying to go, I can base it solely on that. You know, there's there's a number of channels that I've unsubscribed to because... You know, their shtick, so to speak, of content just isn't doing it, doing it for me anymore. You know, we've all seen our share of people who unsubscribe from channels. In fact, you got a few content creators that say, like, you know, feel free to unsubscribe if you want. You know, not everything is going to be for everybody. Now, if something's not going to be for you, then you usually you have the simplest option to just walk away from it. But that's not how people work these days. People feel that they have to say something about everything, and that's not always the case. Sometimes the answer to your question is right in your head. You just don't want to use that answer. It's really simple. You know, you just want to say something just to say something when you already know what the answer is. That's the kind of person I try to be. If I already know the answer to a question, I'm not going to ask the question. If I already know how something's going to turn out, then I can just move on to the next thing. If I'm not quite sure, then yes, I will take the time out to ask the question. You know, when it comes to critique, critique is more along the lines of, you know, like I said before, what steps did you take to get here? How did you come up with this? Where did you come up with this? Why did you decide to do this? You know, those are simple to critique questions. Judgment, because if you want to have constructive judgment, Judgment is like, you know, I would have done this, I would have done that, I would have maybe changed this, you know, maybe this would have been a better option. That's that. Trolling, of course, is not for anybody. It's really not. And looking back on these comments here, you know, reading through this, I got to chuckle out of it. Because like what I said, like what I said, I felt was truth. I felt, I, I do feel ashamed that people aren't doing proper research. And we've been seeing it all throughout the news for the past year and a half. People are saying these things 
making feeling that is fact when it's really just your own opinion. Whether it's an educated opinion, that depends on you. But it's your opinion nonetheless. And just because it's your opinion doesn't mean it's factual. You know, that's just what you think. What matters is what is known and what's been researched. And like I said to this first commenter, if you researched what you were hoping you were going to get, then you would have known that this is not what you were looking for. Again, my, my description box literally says this is a fan film. It's like it says here it is my tra the trailer to my short film Equilibrium. Here are the gun copters on display. You know you can catch the rest of it at the um, Urban Action Showcase. That's literally what it says. I make no if answer buts. In fact, I believe it's it's probably filmmaker law to state that what you're doing is a fan film if you're using a independent property. You know, I have friends that make Power Ranger fan films. I have friends that make Star Wars fan films. You know, they always, is always mentioned. What's the first thing you usually see when the video starts? Hell, Team 4 Star Wars is very prominent for doing that. Like, this is a fan-based parody. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, my blah, 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 blah. Please support the official release. It's no different from here. You know, so, again... When it comes to research eyes, when it comes to understanding exactly what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're listening to, if you're that curious about it, you'll go look it up. Because that's what I do. Whatever I'm curious about, I jump right on Google and I look it up. You know, I see people post, again, I see people posting up articles and videos from We Got This Covered and Hollywood, I mean, excuse me, Cosmic Book Nine News, and I just say, and I just keep saying to you, and I keep saying to you guys, you can't trust these sources. They are, they are not legit sources. You cannot. They make their numbers in clickbait. That's how they make the numbers. They make their numbers in clickbait. You cannot allow yourself to fall down those rabbit holes when you read these things and then realize that these are not true. And then you have other people telling you that these are not true stories. So again, in terms of IMDB, IMDB is for people to get their recognition, for people to, to essentially get their flowers. It's for credit. IMDB is for credit. You do something film-related, you get the IMDB credit for it. You know, especially if it's something that you can't get paid for. You at least have the credits on you. And if something turns out good, whatever that project is, people are gonna see you that you are probably like, okay, let's grab him or let's grab her. If it wasn't so good, but it was like, okay, that wasn't so good, but I like what that person was doing. Let's call them up and see if we can get them a part of our project. That's how IMDb works, okay? For those of you who don't know, that's how IMDb works. It's for credit, all right? So if you're thinking that I put this up on IMDb just so it's up on IMDb as a film, it's up there for credit, okay? That's how this works. It is up to give those people who are part of it credit. And I'm very thankful for those two for being a part of that project. I'm thankful for everyone who's a part of all my projects because they don't have to do this. Nobody really has to do anything, but if they like it and they believe in the story and they believe in the project, they'll sign up for it. It's as simple as that. So to the two commenters, you know, 
I and and I'm the type of person again I do my own research I went to these people's YouTube channels you know the first person who made the comment you know he doesn't really have anything up on his channel like not anything worth of notoriety and to me that just lets me know that this person isn't really a creative they could be a creative if they really wanted to but they don't seem they don't it doesn't they don't have to be and that's that's okay too if they don't want to be a creative they don't have to be a creative but you better be careful when you're coming on other creatives because they can either be like me they can be very chill and joke about it or they can try to dig in your ass and you know tell you about yourself and then to the other person you know the other person seems to be a musician of some kind you know very good for them that's cool but again think about how you would how you would react if someone came at you the same way that you came at this you know i'm pretty sure you wouldn't feel too proud of yourself about it or you wouldn't feel too happy about it you know and again being a content creator it comes with the territory it it, it does but you know you gotta know when to pick and choose your battles you gotta know when something's worth fighting for and something's just worth laughing off it, it, it is what it is guys that's that's how it works it is what it is so you know I don't think there's really much I can say at this point not too much so and you know to the person who got had my back you know thank you for you know coming through with the comment and again at the end of the day and this is what I was trying to say before all the hate all the negativity that comes at your way doesn't really really mean anything if you have the numbers to back it up and as they usually say numbers don't lie you know the numbers don't lie are there a lot of things up on my youtube channel that a lot of people didn't like more more than likely yes absolutely but at the end of the day 10 over 10,000 subscribers says something different you know there's obviously over 10,000 people subscribed to my channel that obviously like what i've done it may not be everything it may just be certain things but there are 10,000 people that like what i have to say and it's the same thing in the film industry you know whether you like a certain actor or not you know it's one thing but obviously they're getting paid if their numbers are looking right at the end of the day that's kind of really what matters to them if their numbers are looking right you know so it's 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 a um it's a never-ending battle ladies and gentlemen it's a never-ending battle it's a never-ending conflict for creatives whether you're a musician an actor a writer a dancer a if you work in stunts if you work in costuming whatever you do that is creative you're always going to have that never-ending battle of dealing with people that just want to have something to say about the things you do and, and say something negative about it it is what it is but you can either choose to entertain them or you can just leave them to their own devices that's really what it comes down to um so basically in regards to criticism versus judgment versus trolling the trolling part is definitely something you don't need you don't you don't need the trolling part you don't need that at all judgment 
Judgment has to come from an unbiased position. That's where judgment comes from. It has to come from an unbiased standpoint where, you know, you have to look at it for what it is and then judge whether it's, you know, something that you would stand behind or something you, you don't. Criticism, including constructive criticism, has to come from a point of understanding what happened first to get to that point, and then you can decide whether it was good or not. And even sometimes it doesn't even matter. Because if the content creator is proud of what they've done, then it doesn't matter at the end. Um, I'm going to leave the floor open for comments and questions. Um, I am working on a few things right now, just so you guys are aware. Um, the reason why I haven't been putting up any videos lately is because I've just been busy. You know, I'm back to work at school. We're back in person learning, so I'm busy with that. My karate school has been kicking. Even during the pandemic, we've been going hard a thousand percent, so I've been busy with that. And of course, as far as film-related stuff, I am in the process of trying to cast two more rules for a short film that I plan to do, or I plan to start filming sometime in November. I was going to try in October, but this October, my weekends are practically swamped. Um, which is another thing, I'm, I am script supervisor for a local film company here in New Jersey. So that's what I've been doing over the weekends. I've been, I've been on set and supervising the continuity of this film. Um, they don't see filming ending until sometime at the end of October. They're looking to try to end it before October, but we'll see how it goes. Um, like I said, I'm looking to try to at least film that short in November and along with some other short episodes that are part of that short. Um, and then of course I'm planning my wedding, you know, I'm getting married next month, next March. So that's been, was taking up a lot of my time too. And then once the wedding is, wedding is out of the way, then I'm going to go back to the other projects that I've had sitting in my folder for quite some time. Not to mention, of course, I'm still writing a script for this one gentleman. Um, we haven't been able to link up, so today actually would have been a good day to do it, but I used this day to like take care of some things around the house that I haven't been able to take care of because I've been so busy all these past couple of weekends. So the next free day I have off, I'm going to link up with him and we're going to have a writing session, you know, just letting you guys know what's going on with me. But again, like I said, I'm going to leave the floor open for comments and questions and such, and if you guys would like like to say anything before I shut this thing off, you're welcome to.
Well, if that's it, guys, I'm going to close this thing out and go about the rest of my Sunday. I hope you guys are having a terrific weekend yourself. The weather's starting to get cool now. I've been waiting for that. And that's going to do it for me today, guys. Again, all my social medias are in the description box below. I've just, I've just became, I just subscribed to Streamlabs Prime. So it doesn't look like I'll be needing Restream anymore. Restream served its purpose, but I'm pretty much done. I can multi-stream from here from now on. So I think that's one website I can get rid of off my bookmark list. So I don't know when's the next time I'll be back here again. But um, I'm not gonna try to, you know, I'm not gonna try to stay away for too too long. Like I said, my weekends are busy. So, but I'm gonna try to drop things. I try to drop things on TikTok. Also, I try to do little short videos. TikTok is a pretty good platform for me to drop things, and I can also share it to YouTube. So I didn't do any TikTok videos this weekend. I'll probably drop some next weekend, depending if I have free time. I'm going to a wedding next weekend. A good YouTube friend of mine is getting married, so you'll probably see pictures of stuff up there. But I'll try to stray away from here too, too long. But you can definitely check out my TikTok content, and maybe I'll try to squeeze in some reviews. You know, there's a lot of things that I haven't been watching lately, so, you know, there's that to consider. But other than that, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. You guys enjoy the rest of the week. And as always, I'm out. Peace.